0: Episode of Progressive Palaver, the group Force Rank's King's X albums. Hi, and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands, album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair, and on this bonus edition of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my very good friends Paul Zotter, Tom Corcoran, and Ken Gregory, as we spend some time force-ranking King's X albums. All right, gentlemen. Welcome to the uh, this little bonus palaver time here during our social distancing, um, which is, as Paul pointed out, what the palaver always does anyway. But we all seem to have more time on our hands, and we had so much fun a couple weeks ago force ranking Star Wars movies. We thought we would just, you know, see how many things that we can rank. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, as we discussed in the pre-show, and I, you know, I think the fact that there was some debate today on what exactly we were going to rank, there seems to really be no shortage of things that we can rank and lists that we can create. So, you know, this might be a fun little diversion as we uh, as we go on here in the future. And, uh, you know, just trying to provide more content and entertainment for the general listening public. And, you know, obviously, when we were doing our segment on King's X, which was... Pfft, probably, what, two years ago at this point? Uh, at least a year ago, yeah. Yeah, at least a year, somewhere between a year and two. I could go back and look. It's not really important. We had threatened to force rank to actually, and and the force here was actually enforcing the members of the Palaver to rank King's X albums. Uh, Paul, you were particularly strident about this, and as soon as the idea of, of force ranking things came up, you, you were very quick to say, hey, we got force rank King's X albums, and, and I was thinking about this today actually. And and Ken, your your comment with regards to your shirt is very very interesting because when we had originally talked about this, when we were doing the King's X segment, we had at that time, and this is the beauty of coming back and revisiting these these things, we had agreed to. Gretchen goes to Nebraska, being won by acclamation, and I believe we were going to then. I, I, I believe the rules of engagement at the time were to rank two through six. Is is what we had agreed to at that time.
1: Being that the Progressive Pullover is an audio podcast, any references my shirt I feel should be substantiated with <laughs> what is on my shirt for the benefit. Of our friends of the palaver.
0: Someone would take a screenshot so we can post this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it simply says faith, hope, love. There we go. All right.
2: Great. Oh All yeah, right. there you go. There's I've got snapshot. my
1: eyes closed. What a grabby snapshot.
2: Um, I'm curious about. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, you know we, we have we have listeners who are um, I mean the knowledge that comes to us from the listening the listeners of Progressive Palaver is um is astonishing at times. And but I, I do wonder how many folks are listening right now and wondering, are there more than six Kings X albums to Force Rank? <laughs> how many are there really?
1: Well, that's true because if you look on Wikipedia, it includes sneak preview. So I need some guidance here. I yes,
2: I did not consider sneak preview in, in in my rankings. I just the, the, 12 the twelve Kings X albums.
0: Yep. And that's that that's what I was going to say. I would I would propose we have the twelve Kings X studio albums, not sneak preview. So that would be in order, out of the silent planet, Gretchen goes to Nebraska. Faith, Hope, Love, King's X, Dogman, Ear Candy, Cape Head, Please Come Home, Mr. Bulbous, Manic Moonlight, Black Like Sunday, Ogre Tones, and 15.
2: Excellent. So should we start with the top or the bottom?
0: Let's start with the bottom.
2: Okay. Does anyone have anything other than <laughs> Black Like Sunday at the tw- number 12 spot?
1: Really?
3: Wow. What? Wow. Wow. Well, I, I certainly do. So, so Joe, hit it. Well, what do you have there, buddy?
0: Okay, so my 12 spot is 15, 11 is Ogre Tones, and Black Like Sunday comes in at 10.
2: Wow. Okay. I'm good with Ogre Tones at 11.
3: I have Ogre Tones at 11 as well. Ken? Oh, I didn't go this far on the list.
1: Um <laughs> I was thinking positively, so I did the ones that I actually liked. So <laughs> that's crazy. So, it's- um, yeah, um, it's funny. I, I'm trying to get Dog Man as far down my list as possible, but I think Black Like Sunday is definitely last. And,. I don't know why I have it out for Dog Man, but I'm gonna make I'm, I'm gonna put Dog Man in in the eleventh position. What? Wow, wow. dude!
3: Controversy, that's, controversy, well, that's, <laughs> <not controversial. laughs> that's that's offensive.
1: The problem, problem, the problem, the problem with Dog Man is that I had it, and the only one I really love to this day is. Flies in blue skies. All right, wait. It can't be eleven because I love on, Ken,
3: I, I love it when they do Pillow Live. Okay, wait, Ken, hold on for one second, because um, I know you weren't a part of a lot of these later King's X albums when we actually did the episodes. So I'm just and I I really don't know the answer to this, but have you heard? I mean, have you like like listened to? Like Ogre Tones or Please Come Home, Mister Bulbous and and Fifteen and Manic Moonlight or did you just sort of like? Yeah, listen? I actually have. I actually have, not, okay. but
1: not 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 nearly as much as you guys. Um, all right, so Dogman Dogman isn't going to be eleven. I'm trying to figure out. What I liked about bulbus, there was definitely something I liked. This is the hardest part of the episode that I was this putting
2: off. Best. This is the best because Tom requested an extra week to to figure this out <laughs> and Ken's just doing it on the fly. Just doing it on the fly, man.
0: Well, well, maybe in the, in the interest of keeping things moving along and giving Ken a little bit of space to think. So no, I'm
1: going to put I'm going to put Bulbas in the eleventh position. That's fishball man. There's something wrong with fishball man.
2: Oh, dude fishbowl.
3: Oh, that's oh, that's a good
2: one. I had a total total awakening to fishbowl in the Palavers.
0: Yeah, you did. And and honestly, that that awakening impacted me enough that that's why Bulbous is not in the bottom 3.
2: Right? I think so uh, It's close,
0: but it's not. <laughs> it's there not there.
2: There are a couple of other other tracks in there that I think help me out. But um Are we allowed to con- consider album covers.
0: You rank them any way you want, Ken.
1: All right, cuz I hate this Bulbous album cover.
2: I think if we were doing a force ranking of King Zek's album covers, you'd you'd have full agreement there. Um, I mean, the
0: picture is stupid, but I do love the color palette on Bulbous's album cover.
2: I I so Joe, my bottom 3 are the same as yours, just slightly different order. I have um Black like Sunday as twelve, ogre tones as eleven, and which was a tough. I had a tough time going between ogre tones and and fifteen, but at the end of the day, um, I think pray the song pray yeah just edged fifteen ahead of uh, ogre tones for the ten spot.
3: Great. Real quick, th- does anybody know why 15 is called 15?
0: It's the 15th release. There are there are three live albums in there.
3: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: It's not the 15th studio album. It's just the 15th King's no. X album. Although I don't know that I've ever heard the live albums. I've listened to the one in London. It's pretty badass, actually. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mucho, uh, you had uh, Black Like Sunday and Ogre Tones. What was your number 10?
3: My number 10 was, uh, please come home. Mr. Bulbas. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right.
0: So Ken, (laughs) do you have a bottom three yet or?
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black
1: like Sunday, please come home. Mr. Bulbas. And then Tones.
0: Okay. All right. So I mean, there, there, there's a lot of, of, of continuity there. I mean, Tones, black like Sunday in all of our lists. Um, like I've got I've got Mr. Bulbous at 9 so it's right on right knocking on the edge of this. We always have to say this, right? But when we're ranking these albums that we love, you know, it's not like they're terrible. Right. But they're they're just not as good as some of the other offerings by Kings X.
3: Right. right.
0: Prob- yeah, exactly.
3: And uh, that's a,
0: probably the 10th tenth-
3: mediocre Kings X album is better than most albums.
0: Exactly.
2: Right. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely.
3: All right, so are we coming up
1: on, I think Manic Moonlight is going to probably be in the the uh, 10 spot, right? You mean 9? Oh, we, wait.
0: We did 10, 11, 12.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, 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 10, 11, 12. Yeah, in the 9 spot. I'm going to say I love Vegetable, but that does not carry this album.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, Vegetable is an amazing song. Mm-hmm, it really is. I mean, it's funky. Yeah. Have we heard it live, Paul?
2: Yes, we have. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It still holds up to this day. It's beautiful. And, and that, that, that makes sure that Manic Moonlight doesn't slip to the end of the list, but it's just not a really
3: solid album. It has great cover art.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you on number nine, Manic Moonlight for me.
3: I think we're all pretty close. I know mine is 15, and then eight is Manic Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I've
0: got Manic Moonlight at eight as well, with Bulbous at at number nine. I've got Bulbous at number eight.
2: Yeah, I I have to give a, a quick shout out to Mr. Bulbous. I I I uh, ranked this one. If there is such a thing as the top of the underperformer al- um, underperforming albums, I think I gave this one the uh, the top spot at number eight. Um, partly because of of um, Fishbowl Man, the awakening I had to that when we did the palaver. But I got to tell you, like the the longer time goes on songs like she's gone away and move me and move me part 2 are, are like just blow me away so um the the strength of you know those four four bits on this on this record I think make it the best of the what I what I consider the the underperforming uh Kings X uh albums if that's even fair to characterize it like that but um I mean even even taking into consideration Charlie Sheen, which I don't, I'm not really a big fan of. Um, I like it. I like the album.
3: Yeah, it's weird. Like Mister Bolas and Tapehead uh, came out, you know, uh, right at, after one another. And I, I always thought that <clears throat> if you took the top five songs from each of those albums, you would have an incredible King's X album. I mean, just took your favorite uh, uh, top five Tapehead songs. Top five Mr. Bulbas songs. I mean, you would have, have formidable uh, King's yeah. X album. One that would definitely be um, certainly in the in, in in my top five. But the thing is, there's just a lot of there's a lot of fat on those two albums. Mm. So it's um, uh, maybe a little more than maybe a little more Bulba than than Tapehead. But uh, yeah. but but it's good. It's good. I mean, when well, there's when there's good songs, it's just like all right. You know, when when you hear a good King's X song, uh, you're you're moving. You're like, okay, this is this is where it needs to be.
2: You know, historically, we've had a trouble reaching consensus as to what are the top five songs on any given album. Um, remember <laughs> when we were going to do the uh, salvage.com Salvage dot com, and we all picked all <laughs> different songs, and we ended
0: up picking the whole album. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That is funny. But, you know, again, for for me, I would have, before we did our segment on King's X, I would have had Mr. Bulbus way far down there. But the conversations that we had and and you guys really, you know, brought me around on that one. So that's why it's not any lower. But, it, you know, here again, there there seems to be, we have a lot of sort of clarity or alignment on this bottom part that the the positions are all a little bit different. But, yeah. you know, they're all kind of close because I've got you know, here again, and and I know we need to maybe go up to the the top three, or maybe we just work our way up. I don't know, however, we want to do this, but I've got Manic Moonlight right at eight. So again, it's it's right in the same area that that you guys are talking about. It's you know up or down a couple slots from from where you have it. So you know, it's you know it could switch on one day whether Mister Bulbis is above Manic Moonlight or below or whatever. So
2: I think we all have the same ones in the 8 through 12 slots, just a little different order, sounds like.
3: Tapehead is 8, basically, for you guys? No. I actually, I have um, Tapehead at 7 on, on my end. Close. Okay, I have, I have Tapehead
2: tape at 7. I have Tapehead oh. at 7.
0: I have Tapehead at 5. <laughs> And, and looking at it now, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with with this middle section, 5, 6, and 7. Basically, at, at 5, I have Tape Head. At 6, I have Faith, Hope, Love. And at 7, I have Ear Candy. And
1: I- Oh, that's blasphemy. Why are
3: you doing that to Faith, Hope, Love? <laughs> I, I was actually going to say, why are you doing that to Ear Candy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you know my initial inclination you know you know was to was to have faith hope love in the top 3 it really was for for me personally I and while I love faith hope love and I think in a lot of ways it's a very sophisticated representation of what kings x did it was completely overindulgent a lot of times it's a right. very very long album and it gets exhausting after a while and that's why Faith, Hope, Love winds up down here in this middle top tier. Um, oh,
1: we did talk about the length.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, Faith, Hope, Love is, to me, very mono, cr- monochronic when, you know, compared to something that's so super colorful like Gretchen Ghost to Nebraska. So that's always sort of been its, you know, if there's, you know, it's taken it out of contention, I think for the, you know, for the top spots, but, but, you know, the, some of the tracks on faith, hope, love are just, oh, I mean, controller. like everywhere you go and we were born to be love. I mean, those right there, um, right. It, it, it it's crazy. So, so, you know, that's why for me, it's in the four spot. And, and for me, Tapehead's heads in seven, mostly because of not because of tape head, but just because of, the sheer powerhouse of you know everything that I've I've you know ranked better than that I guess is the idea.
1: Okay, well I'm putting faith, hope, love in number two because I don't listen to it contiguously. I I I just adore. We are finding who we are. It's love is absolute magic as a pop song. Uh, Six broken soldiers is yeah. near and near and dear to me. Paul, you talked about everywhere I go. And We we Were Born to be Loved just got into my running playlist, and it's a mother. It's amazing. So I I know what I like about this, and I'm keeping it at number two.
3: Well, it's funny. um, Faith, Hope, Love, on every episode we talked about, we would say we would always talk about how the the, the single they chose was the wrong song. (laughs) <laughs> and almost every single album, but I would say the exception is Faith, Hope, Love because it's love. I think is a is the right choice that they made for that single, and I'm right there with you, Ken. I think it's it's the perfect song, and it's the one time that they got it right. Like that song should have been the single, and and it was. And that actually, this album really. Um, helped their career, um, if you can actually say that with them. Um, I mean, if you if you look at all their albums, uh, this one was the sort of one that really um, moved, moved them up a little bit more than the other ones. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, Gretchen is always going to be the one that sort of holds dear to us, but um, It's Love actually made it to the radio. Yeah. And in a in, a, in an indie way it actually it really did well for them and um so i i definitely agree that 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 song is a is a is a gem
0: but i I, yeah, there's, there's, I remember you and i i mean you know you obviously much more so than me but you know we were we did the whole college radio station thing back in the day and i remember yeah. when this came out and we would play you know tracks from this i i would play them quite often i'm sure you probably did too absolutely
2: yeah yeah i um there's a great passage in the uh the Kings X oral history book where um Ty Tabor talks about filming that video and how quirky it was and how they put him up on like a mountain like a these rocks on a high on a mountain for him to play the guitar. Mhm. Yeah. And
0: I can, I can visualize that.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't like there was an easy way to get to where he needed to go. And he like commented in the book about how he basically was like risking his life and he was like saying to himself, "This is so stupid. Why am I doing this?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tom and Paul, what are your thoughts then on on ear candy and tape head,
3: right? Yeah. Well, um ear candy, I have as number 4 i love that album and Mm -hmm. um i know we talked about that album it almost the the band had problems with it because i guess the record label was really giving them heat um for they they really wanted a single and i i came up with it sort of thought that i think that helped them um in a certain way because i think that that pressure uh maybe at that place in time really help them hone in on their songwriting talents. And I, I think ear candy is just a, a super album that has very consistent songs throughout and they're just, they're fresh sounding. The production is great. Um, there's just, um, it's just a, it's just a, a, a great album. Now, obviously the, um, they had problems after that because they, they got a new record label. And so, so things sort of went awry, um, maybe in a, in a, in a, in a couple situations. But as far as that album goes, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I almost want to put it at three, but I, 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 I couldn't, but I, I really love that album. Uh, and what I have is, so I have, Faith of Love, Love for six. And I, I didn't talk about my five yet because that, that's the King's X album. And that to me is almost as good as Ear Candy, but just not quite. It's sort of like that same flavor. Um, it's like that there's the same sort of fresh hard rock sound uh, where you have like songs like Prisoner and, and things like that that have a, a real pulse to it. And it's sort of the antithesis of uh, an album like uh, Faith, Hope, Love, which we just talked about as being a lot of longer songs and you know even more progressive, if you will. There's a lot of like longer songs on, on that album that I don't always think that works um, too, too well on Faith, Hope, Love. But um, the King's X album and, and Ear Candy, I have as Ear Candy being four and the King's X album being five. I mean, I do have Ear Candy at four.
1: I'm really surprised that the King's X album is at five for you. Hmm. Oh, you must be putting Out of the Silent Planet in the top three.
3: I do. I do. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, I have that as three.
1: In retrospect, it's not that strong for me. I I like King.
3: Wow. Mm.
2: So... so um, I, yeah, I, it, I think these middle ones are interchangeable, like you said, Joe. I have so ear candy. You know, in in my consideration of this list, probably was in slot three, four, and five at, <laughs> at, at any given moment. But I I landed on uh, at and in, in spot number five. I agree with you, Tom. I think that. Ear Candy was a breath of fresh air. They needed somebody to come in and sort of refine them some, bring some color back, some add some splashes of, of things that, that maybe they didn't think of on their own. And, um, and when you hear the demos of some of the songs on Ear Candy, I understand why they, you know, may not have, you know, liked the way Ear Candy turned out, but I, they play a lot of songs on Ear Candy when they tour. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because it, it's agreeable to their singing ranges and whatnot, but um, the songs really hold up over time. Um, but I, I have that slotted in the number five slot, and then for me, uh, King's X is number six. And um, whoa, And I have uh, Faith, hope, Love in at number four.
1: What are you guys doing to the King's X album? Because you guys were extolling the virtues of Lost in Germany. Sure. Uh,
3: Yeah. But, you know. Lost in Germany is one of my favorite songs, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: it's kind of, you know, these, you know, any day of the week, you know, you could probably switch four, five, and six, and it wouldn't bother me. But I I just thought of, I hadn't listened to King's X in a long time, and I thought, like, okay, if I was going to go listen to King's X, like what would be the next album that I would want to hear? You know, and I just kept going and, and, um,
1: well, this isn't just to get your jollies off on one weekend. This is like the <laughs> scope of their career. Okay. So, so come on, the world around me is amazing. It is. Lost in Germany is amazing. Not just for the dead still makes it into their set list and black flag. My God. Mm-hmm. It's so base. iconic.
2: Yes. But I, 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 you know, like I, I think I can go song for song with you on ear candy. I, I'm not, I'm not arguing that King's X isn't a, a fantastic album. I just, after I, 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 st- I feel like that, that mono chroma the monochronic view that I had of faith, hope, love just continued in King's X. It's just, it, it went from like this goldish Brown to just like dark Brown. And, and right. Ear candy to me just was like, a blessing of color because even 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 as much as dogman is just a righteous sounding album it it was still a very cold and dark sounding album and i just think that 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 color that color that was added with your candy really did a lot for me that's all
0: while faith hope love maybe monochromatic it's very bright and then you have this sort of Descent into darkness, if that's how you want to describe it, between King's X and Dog Man. And, and yes, you know, it's, it's all, from a sonic palette. And then yeah. Ear Candy does sort of, you know, bring some new paint into the room, as it were. I, I agree with that 100%.
3: I guess to answer um, some of uh, Ken's thoughts, um, the reason, Ken, why I have Ear Candy before the King's X album, the King's X album starts off great i mean there are just you you named them ken i mean all those songs you named are a plus king's x songs they're as good as they get and but i think the second half of the album it it dips a little bit and with ear candy i mean it's it's all the way through i mean especially songs like uh, the Train and a, a Box is just, I mean, it's just not, that's just not even one of my favorite King's X songs. That's one of my favorite songs in general. I mean, I, I listen to that song in like total awe. There's other songs on there, um, you know, Sometime and uh, you know, a lot of them that are, are, are very fluid throughout the album. So I think that although it's a tough choice, I still hold, to uh ear candy being before king's x however paul i agree with you some of the later ones i could switch you know i could switch 15 to go below bulbous or even above manic moonlight well maybe not that but i mean you know there are a couple ones later on that are a little bit harder to to place but um songs like a box sometime and the train and i think looking for love is on that album too i mean god that song is just i mean oh, what looking a for love
0: is a slayer man
3: i mean that, that riff it just does not get any better than that riff i mean it just goes ah oh, i mean he just screams it and it's just the perfect song, perfect rock song and it's like the highs on ear candy are just slightly higher than the highs on the king's X album and and those are the songs that just really excite me i I think that if I was to waiver on my on my list ear candy might go one more above out of the silent planet but right now i'll'll I'm gonna stick to what I have but uh, ear candy is just an album that really excites me so well we know. didn't
1: talk about dog man because we just called it dark and I agreed with that so so well, we haven't
3: gotten the, yeah the top three yet but yeah but go oh. ahead. Well,
1: I mean, I put Dog Man at six because it's so dark.
2: Well, it made a huge climb from number 11 earlier today. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to put it somewhere. At least it's at least it's in the top half. But I, I, I wouldn't take it any any lower than six. I mean, I mean, just it could have been good. Has Some great moments. But it, but it really does, it, like, as an album, I don't want to hear it from end to end.
0: I mean, I think one of the, and, and I may have said this in, in the episode on Dogman, one of the, Dogman is is relentless. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, coming, coming out of the first four records, I don't know that I was anticipating Dogman or I could have anticipated or would have anticipated Dogman. I mean, it's just so fucking enormous. And we talked in that episode that that is, you know, what they wanted. That's how they always heard themselves. The things that we, that I love about, you know, the first several albums were the things that the band themselves didn't like about those albums, which always made me feel a little conflicted. So, you know, that being said, they're, when you know, and, and I think it's it's the same argument that we made earlier about Faith, Hope, Love. If you listen to Dog Man front to back, you know, sometimes it can wear on me. Um, but I, I put it, I put it, you know, at, at number three for me because I do think though that it was and is such an important album and it, it is so just over the top relenting, relentless that, um, Unrelenting, I guess is the word I'm looking for that I just I respond to it. So that's why it's there on, on my list.
2: Hmm. Paul
0: Yeah, I also have it at, at
2: number three for pretty much the same reason. I, I just think it it's relentless and um,
0: but I, but I like it you know I can't believe I'm going to say this. The latter half of the rush catalog that that gives me such a headache because of that mid-range thrum that just is everywhere and won't go away, It's almost like Rush were trying to sound like Dogman. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what,
2: as a brief aside, this past hockey season, I was in charge of the music at our home games, and I have a pretty extensive playlist of items all on a Spotify thing that that I would play in between face-offs and things like that. When I kicked on Pillow in between (laughs) face-offs, oh my God, it was... (laughs) So righteous. It sounded so good.
3: So, Joe, you, I, I, I remember you weren't always on board with Pillow. How do you feel now? Is that one of the songs that? Because I think you and Paul kind of kind of went back and forth on this.
0: You know, I, I, I don't, I don't pray at the altar of Pillow quite to the same extent that you guys do. Um, but ever since we we did this episode, and you guys continually bring it up. Like, literally, every time I'm making a bed, that fucking song gets in my head.
1: <laughs> every
0: time you guys mention it on the text toy, I sing it for, like, the next three hours or something. It just, it, it's insidious, the way it gets into your head. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm less anti-Pillow than I used to be.
2: <laughs> That's great.
3: Okay. And live, it just really comes off well.
2: Yeah, it, it's a great live uh,
3: number. So are 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 we actually in the top three now? Or do we still have someone? I don't know. That Tom,
2: I got man? Joe or Ken's four, five, and six positions straight in my head here.
3: Yeah, Tom, where did you put Dogman? Well, I put Dogman as number two. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
0: wow. That means I know What's what Tom's top three thing? is
3: it's just it's a it's a mammoth album that uh um yeah. i just love from start to finish
2: there's that one track i don't know what the name of the song is it's like what song is that <laughs> that song is that song slays that song kicked ass at the ice rink too um what song is that that damn yeah damn behavior nah um what is it called? Oh, Black the Sky. I, I,
0: and I, I agree with you, Tom. I just pulled up the uh, the track list, and it's like how, with the exception of Go to Hell, which is stupid. What the, you know, there's nothing wrong here, and it it's so different. I mean, you've got the 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 pounding of of Dog Man, um, you know, Black the Sky, or you can go for um, you know Sunshine Rain if you want to mix it up a little bit. Full you is is i don't know Oh god there's just so much there yeah, yeah.
2: You, you know i just realized the reason i couldn't find it is because they have it repackaged as the atlantic albums
1: okay right right
2: <laughs> which which seems to me just a way of screwing them out of more money
0: so, so, Paul, you had asked about my four, five, and six. So, for me, I've got King's X at four, Tapehead at five, and Faith, Hope, Love at six.
2: Wow. Say that again, Joe?
0: King's X is at four. Okay. Faith, Hope, Love is at, or I'm sorry, Tapehead is at five, and Faith, Hope, Love is at six.
3: Wow. So, that means, Joe, your candy is in your top three, right?
0: No, your candy's down at seven, Tom.
3: Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> we already had that discussion.
3: <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> this gets
2: confusing. We need like a, we need like a scoreboard we, on. Uh, we
3: do need a scoreboard.
2: On We'll have to start doing that in our forced ranked episodes.
3: Oh, we definitely needed one on the, on the Star Wars episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So that gets us into, or do we need to talk about Ken's four, five, six?
2: I think we do
3: yeah that's all I can it's four five six. Well I think I already revealed it. So
1: what I managed to do was um, you know I, I obviously one two and three for me are the hits Gretchen Faith Hope Love and King's X and then I wanted that breath of fresh air and I put ear candy at four. I started thinking about King, and I wanted out of the silent planet at five. And then you guys convinced me, probably because of flies and blue skies and cigarettes and pillow, that Dogman wasn't all that bad, so I threw it in at six. (laughs)
2: All right. Interesting. Well, what did you do, Paul? I have Faith Hope Love is four, Ear Candy is five, and King's Exit six. We're all in the same zone here. This is, this is exactly what I yeah. expected. Like, this, is, this is the controversial part right here, right?
0: Is it controversial? I mean...
2: It- like the first, the first five spots are like, you know, it's, you know, that's where everybody's vying for.
0: okay so I'll dive in uh, and, yeah. and and we already know right we, we just heard Ken's um, Gretchen's number one for me Gretchen will always be number one for me um, yeah Gretchen is Gretchen is one of the greatest albums of all time yes, period. yes. It, it and and it, I remember I remember when you guys found Gretchen I don't know which one of you did but I remember you guys were talking about Gretchen for some time before I got my hands on it. And and so I I knew something was going on. And a lot of times when you have that, you know, the, and there were a couple of exceptions back in that time period. But a lot of times when you hear something like that and you get it and you're like, yeah, okay, I, I can kind of see that's kind of good. But when you, when you, when I got my hands on Gretchen and it was like immediately obvious, this is, is, you know, ethereal. This is is literally delivered from whatever musical heaven exists, and it's perfect and it's wonderful. And so that's why for me, Gretchen has to be at the top of this list. Period. Um, I have "Out of the Silent Planet" at two. Can you see "Out of the Silent Planet" as? Perhaps, and I'll I'll put words in your mouth as perhaps being sort of a a pale comparison of of, of Gretchen or a, you know a, a, an opening you know um, practice, if you will. I see personally, I see out of the silent planet as being you know very close to achieving the masterpiece. And again, the fact that the band themselves don't like the sound of these two albums so much makes me feel bad. But I just I could I could rotate back between Gretchen and Out of the Silent Planet um, for days on end, and I would be perfectly happy. And then um, I put dog. They're Man. much better with dynamics.
1: Yeah, they're much better at, at at taking you different places. And,
0: and you can you can like for me, I, I like the fact that they're they're heavy, but it's not overwhelming, and you can. The way they're produced, you can actually hear the different things and and pick it up. Not that I'm saying it's in the same league, um, but there were a couple of Fishbone albums that could do that, right? Where you had this very clean, pristine production that allowed you to to focus on different things, and it wasn't just this crushing wall of sound, but it was still very heavy, and and that's what I like. And then of course, Dogman throws that on its ear, so
2: right,
1: right. I,
3: I know. Ty has expressed some unhappiness with the sound of his guitar from this era, as as Joe just mentioned. Uh, but I mean, can you imagine the the fat sound of Dogman on Out of the Silent Planet or Gretchen? It just wouldn't work. I mean, I I love that sound. I mean, it fits the music. Yeah, it yeah. fits the whole. Yeah. Sound of the album. So, you know, and I think deep down they, they know this. I mean, they, they know what they have there with these two albums. And ultimately, I think if you would talk to them, I think they would agree, even agree that they that sound fits the album. But they're, you know, you, you get sort of hooked on specific things when you're in a band and you, you sort of um, you get tied into a uh, certain certain thing. So I, I can see why they would be unhappy with it, maybe a certain sound, but I cannot substitute the guitar sound on those two albums with anything. But So that's what I feel about that. So, uh, yeah, mine are Gretchen first, of course, Dogman 2, Out of the Silent Planet 3. Out of the Silent Planet, I mean, I agree with everything that, that, that Joe was saying. It's a it's a strong album. It's new sounding. It out of the silent planet King's X always has like different different new sounds that kinda keep you excited. But Out of the Silent Planet has that that heaviness with the great harmonies, but it's just it doesn't fit in any one place. And uh it it, it just I always love it when we recently talk about these, I say, recently, a year ago, or, or what have you, and I listened to the album. Um, I don't think I was a part of that particular episode. I think I was I was out of state or something, but I was still listening to the albums with 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 you guys, and I remember just sitting there in awe with, "Wow, this is a new." I'm I'm like thinking of it in real time as it came out. Okay, in in the '80s, like just hearing this sound in the eighties, what it was up against. I mean, you're with all the hair bands and all the different things that were going on out of the silent planet was fucking out of the planet. It was like completely (laughs) different. And, uh, you cannot say in any way, shape or form that this sounds like anything that was going on at the time. And it's not just the appreciation of the sound but the, the songs still hold up, and I, I, I still like it. It's sort of a, a junior varsity of, 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 of Gretchen, but it's still still solid. You know, I, I may—I mean, it, it's, a, it's a strong three for me. Uh, I, I don't know. I certainly wouldn't put it any further down the list, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, so I have Gretchen Goes to Nebraska as number one. Out of the Silent Planet is number two. And of course, as I said before, Dogman at number three, and I feel very much the same way about Out of the Silent Planet. I, I would actually love to hear Out of the Silent Planet with Gretchen's uh, production, because I think Gretchen has just produced a little bit more n- nicely. The drums sound a little bit less less than like you know, the the first the first record. The production is just a little bit you know less stellar on Out of the Silent Planet, but i'm with you joe i I could listen to those two records back to back over and over again as i did in in that in that just amazing year that i discovered this band and um we just we all discovered this band it was it was and and i'm you know like you said tom like when i heard the tone the guitar tone of out of the silent planet like it 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 completely like blew my mind for the rest of my life. Like I s- still have never been able to find a guitar tone that speaks to me the same way that, that that one did. And, um, it's, it's pretty incredible. I wonder,
0: but you got that, that killer bass sound going, Paul. <laughs> I do. I
2: got the 12 string. Um, I got the Doug Pinnock. All I need to do is put out a Ty Tabor lab series five, uh, pedal. And then, and then all will be right in the world. We can all go back and start our lives over at, um, yeah, <laughs> I wonder, you know, there's always that question: Why didn't King's X become like the greatest thing, like everyone thought they would? It 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 just dawned on me as we've talked about, you know, in in a way, Gretchen Goes to Nebraska was revolutionary in in the way that it sounded and and the way it put together. And to think that they they were displeased with the way it sounded, um, just you sometimes makes me wonder. Like I wonder if that's if that contributed to it, like, you know, everything that everyone was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. They're like, yeah, not so much, you know. But um, those three for me are the are the um, if I'm going to listen to King's X, it's usually one of those three that I'm going for.
3: So Gretchen, we're talking about, you know. I think Ken had mentioned, you know, Gretchen is a staple for this time. Actually, I think we all had. We all agree that, that Gretchen is a, a staple of the time, um, and I think it's a a mus- Kings X is a musicians band's band. I mean, uh, a musicians band, and we're, now we're we come to the conclusion that Gretchen Faith Hope Love took a little bit of a, a right turn from from Gretchen. It wasn't like a horrible right turn. It was you know it's obviously still Faith Hope Love is still a great album, but it was it was a turn definitely in sound and in songwriting. I feel that Gretchen, at, and, and at the time, uh, I remember saying, this is what we're going to be hearing a lot more of, Gretchen. I'm like, I remember telling friends, even having a, a discussion with William Walton, of course he disagreed with me, but I'm like, we're, King's X is is where it's at. Things We're going to be hearing a lot more bands like King's X. And uh, well, I guess in a way he was right, because, we, we didn't really hear a lot more of bands like King's X. The interesting thing is I felt like that the first time I heard sneak preview, but in like an eighties pop way. Like I, I didn't hear sneak preview until right before we were doing the King's X chapter of this. And I was like, wow, this is like, this is my kind of eighties, like eighties pop. Like this is everything <laughs> I would love to hear. in like a pop eighties, song a pop 80s package and then of course we we know what happened i mean then they did like a real right turn they they just they changed the whole sound but it's interesting that they did they did it twice almost with sneak preview they they did like a a new sound that i think is revolutionary i mean it's sort of like has that 80s feel but like with more integrity okay (laughs) and 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 Gretchen has that hard rock feel with more integrity and you're like, wow, this is what things could really be like. But they, things changed after each of those albums and they didn't quite get to the, the big numbers that I'm sure they would have liked, you know, as listeners we're we're happy because we still got the albums that we wanted to hear. But um, mm. I'm just wondering cause we, uh, this is another thing that we talk about all the time, Paul, and, and you brought it up again. You know, why aren't they bigger than they are? And so, yeah, you know, along Paul's uh, topic there, I think maybe they could have stayed with the sound of of of, of Gretchen a little longer and kind of got people involved. But who knows? I mean, the music industry is so quirky and it's always been so fucked up. I don't know if anyone did want to have the answer to that question, but um, I mean, I know we're not bringing up Steep preview in this, but I, I find that album very intriguing.
2: Tom, and Tom ranks at number two to be to be in the, so I, bef, I, before we get to uh, Ken and Joe's top three, I, ha, I, I, one thing I want to say, if we ever interviewed Doug, so I, I made a post on the Kings X appreciation site once because someone published an article and it was just a typical, you know, douchebag interviewer. And, um, and that's probably oh. a little harsh, but,
1: Isn't that who we are?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, so I'm trying to preempt us from being one of those. If we ever interview Doug, And the guy basically gave them the old question, you know, why weren't you guys popular as everybody said? And I mentioned something to the effect of, I wish one of these dorks who are interviewing them instead of saying, why weren't you popular? You know, as, as you were to, to ask them, how does it feel to be, a member of the band that was so influential across decades of music that influenced almost an entire genre of nineties music, because like you were saying, Tom, like I, I, even though these guys never, you know, they gave us the albums that we wanted. And, you know, when you, I think when you listen to Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, we've been through all this before, when you listen to all those bands, like you hear those influences all the time. And, and I, I mean, i think people are influenced by bands like that and they don't even know that they they have been influenced by king's x right like i hear porcupine tree stuff and i'm thinking some of those riffs are ty Tabor and doug pinnock riffs like they're just you know and they might be one or two bands removed and and so i that's the question that i want to you know hear doug respond to is like how does it feel to wake up in the morning and know that that you've been that type of inspirational force in in music. Well, I mean, to be fair to
1: Pearl Jam, they formed 84 through 90. So uh, it's hard to say what's the chicken and what's the egg.
2: You, I agree with you on the Pearl Jam. Um,
1: Although 10 didn't come out till 91. So, so, so clearly, Out of the Silent Planet and Gretchen were already... Everywhere, and I
2: don't recall Pearl Jam being, you know, uh, as much of the low D guys compared to like S.T.P. and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, and
1: right, so right, right. And that mean, stuff was clearly '91, '92. Yeah, yeah. King's X was there
3: before yeah.
0: putting out twelve studio albums. It's nothing to
3: sneeze at. Oh, well, they're also. I mean, they're on their thirteenth. I mean, right. Yeah.
0: And, and 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 I you know I came across that obviously when I was when I was pulling up the uh, the discography for this so you know I mean it I, I don't know that we have to feel bad for for King's X and you know by all accounts as we talked before they do have a very committed and arduous following you know the hmm. the people who who get it get it and and they are vociferous in in defending and um, and promoting you know Kings X. So that's cool too. I I I think I I missed the definitive
2: Ken Gregory top top 3. Yeah. I don't know if oh, I Oh,
1: I I I I blew that early on <laughs> when when I was justifying why I put Ear Candy at 4. Uh but it is Gretchen then Faith of Love and then Kings X. You just have to go with the hits. I, I mean, I'm not going to demote the Kings X album like you guys did just because it's you know, very drop D intensive, staying in the same keys, keeping the same tempos, and with the same intensity. I think, as far as their identity and their live shows and their hits, you have to take it into account, and that's what I'm doing.
0: All right, so gentlemen, this was a this was a fun little way to to pass some time. I look forward to seeing what on earth we're going to force rank next. <laughs> <laughs> one can only imagine and and again you know let's keep in mind that i, I think when we talk about force ranking these sorts of things um you know the, whatever we talk about on the palaver are things that we love we we i mean we don't go and, and look for things that will drive us crazy or that we just want to bag on. So there isn't <laughs> there isn't a wrong answer in any of this, and that's the beauty of these of these what I hope to be a, a continued series of force ranking shows. In that it's just for fun, it's just for conversation. You know, it just gives us an excuse to to sit around and gab for you know another hour per week, which is fantastic. Yeah. So um, it's
3: a it's a great way to spend your Easter.
0: It <laughs>
2: it sure is. We should we should force rank um, the albums of the band Jellyfish just to see how long we can talk about two records.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you guys are the greatest. You know for for those of you out there listening uh, you know we uh, we encourage you to go to our Facebook page and um, and and let us know your thoughts on ranking the the King's X albums you know whether you want to rank all 12 or you want to give us your top three your bottom three whatever the case may be it's all good we uh, we certainly uh, look forward to that or you can reach out to us on uh, Twitter or Instagram as well we are there you can find us on all three of those at Progpala or search for progressive palaver or you can email us. Um, our email address is progpala at gmail.com and we're always happy to hear your thoughts on whatever it is that we're force ranking this particular week. I would also encourage you to go check out our our pre-shows on our YouTube channel which are just a, a you know another fun little way to get to interact with us um, you know just for you know if, if you just don't get enough of our goofiness, well, now you can not only hear us, but see us as well, which that might put some people off. Progressive palaver is uh, is uh, available for subscription and download on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify or presumably wherever you find your podcast. And apparently within four to six weeks, you may (laughs) find us on Pandora as well. So keep your eye out for those of you who are hardcore Pandora fans. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening.
2: But it's, it's not like in your face obvious, kind of like it is in Dogman, where when Doug stops playing, you're like, wait a second. We <laughs> <laughs> turned the sound off.